It was the early 1900s, and cars were just starting to make waves around the world. We had ways of running them, we had ways of operating them, we had ways of starting them. We also had a way of cooling them, and that cooling system sat on the front of all of our vehicles. It was a giant chrome, or sometimes steel, depending on how much money you spent on your car, radiator that sat at the front of your vehicle. To this day, Rolls-Royce still uses the radiator grill for, to grace the front of all other vehicles to signify how long they have been around. They've been around since the existence of radiators at the front of our vehicle. But as four cars grew up and expanded and changed the designs, we slowly covered in those radiators with something that would slowly shape the image of our vehicles. Something that would define our vehicles. We can use it to spread our image or we can use it to grab more air. Yeah, we're talking about that big chrome thing that sits in your face on the front of a vehicle essentially it's its smile it's its nose it's its mouth we're talking about the grill and how it has evolved and changed and slowly about to disappear autoworks.net autopod streaming day or night coming right at you right here right now Welcome back to Autolux Autopod, the podcast from Autolux. I am your host, the doctor to the car industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Flickr, and through our social media from Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and occasionally we post stuff up on Pinterest. Some of the stuff that graces us from AutoArt, a secondary division, and over from all of your information needs, please check out and follow us on www.autolux.net for all your up-to-date information about automotive ratings, our podcasts, our blogs, and links to every car company in existence around the world, separated via countries, major automotive corporations, and alphabetical order. Yes, we're coming to you today to talk about the giant chrome thing that sits on the front of your vehicle. If you didn't know, the grill has quite a long story. But we're not going to get into the entire inner workings of how long it's been around and how long it's been here. No, we'll leave that for another day and another podcast. This podcast, we're going to be talking about why it came here and where is it going. The front of our vehicle was originally the spot for the radiator, what cooled our engine. And if you're a fan of the Cars movies, like myself, you used to have radiator cap, where a lot of car companies would put their original logos. Back in those days, Rolls-Royce put their Spirit of Ecstasy woman sitting on top of their radiator was their cap. And to this day, the Spirit of Ecstasy sits atop their hood, right above where their radiator-inspired grill is. To this day, Rolls-Royce still uses that original radiator-inspired grill to grace the front of all of their products, just to showcase how long they've been around. And even today, with the brand new release of the Cullinan, they still utilize that. But why? Why haven't they moved on? Well, we still need to cool our vehicles. And if you're like myself, you understand the fact that a radiator in that giant grill on the front of your vehicle isn't just used to make a car look good. No, it is also used as a cooling system. Where if you've ever seen it and driven in colder climates, you'll notice that transports, a lot of them in the wintertime, will put covers over the front of their grills. This is to make sure that the heat stays within the engine bay to keep the engine running warm and at peak performance because when the engine freezes it will not work to the best efficiency and hell you could freeze it and stall it out so having a massive grill in colder climates may not always be the best but in hotter climates this is the best thing to have hell you could just rip your 
your front bumper off if you need to get tons of air into the front of your vehicle. Now, radiators, they've been around since essentially the dawn of vehicles. We needed a way to keep our cars cool. And with that, we needed something that looked good. Now, you just plop it down, create this big, giant rectangle that sits on the front with a cap on top of it with your logo. Ooh, wow. We went like that in the dawn of the automotive age. We start moving into the 40s when cars started moving into better designs. Fender flares, radial tires, essentially brought us away from the radiator-inspired grills. Because now, with smaller tires, we get a fender flares. We can start enclosing our full engine bays. Hell, we can even enclose our seating space. So the rise of the late 30s and into the 40s, when we started enclosing our vehicles, we started enclosing the radiator. Now, we were just covering it up by a chrome or steel slatted grill. Now, back in those days, they were mostly all similar. All just steel slats covering up an area that ensured the best and most optimal use of cold air intake from the outside world. So when you're traveling at city speeds or highway speeds, your engine can stay relatively cool and does not overheat. Now, the end of World War II brought upon the 50s. And with that came chrome. Chrome is one of those things, one of those days, where if you take a look at cars from the 50s, you'll notice that the front end of all of their vehicles, they're all chrome grills. Now, they're not huge, massive intakes that we've seen on some vehicles in existence today. Like, take a look at the brand new Escalade. The 2020 Escalade and how big that grill is. Hell, you want to go crazy and overboard. Take a look at the front end of the brand new BMW 7 Series. And their kidney-inspired grill. That thing is massive. When you compare it to the original BMW 3 Series from the 80. It's huge! It's over six times the size of the original kidney grill. Now they've gotten bigger. But we have more things underneath the hood that we need to keep cool. You gotta remember in the 50s, air conditioning was an accessory. You usually only the rich it for it. I remember growing up in the 80s, and I never had a vehicle with air conditioning in it, probably until I was about 10 or 11 years old. Yeah, we didn't have the super luxurious cars, tons of air conditioning. Hell, we had a Honda Civic, original 78 Civic, Dats, Nissan Kid Cab trucks, and a K car. Now, those were things you were able to get. Hell, you were able to get them since the 50s. But air conditioning wasn't really a standard product on old vehicles until the 80s, late 80s at that. I remember so many people growing up that didn't have it. And air conditioning is one of those things that there's a fan on the front of your radiator because you need that fan to cool the cooling system. If you ever notice your air conditioning unit outside of your house has a massive fan on it as well. Everything needs to stay cold to run properly. Now we don't mean like you gotta freeze the damn thing to get it to run properly. Nothing works in a frozen environment perfectly either. But nothing works in a boiling hot environment as well. So you gotta keep it at an optimal temperature. Now into the 50s we get the big chrome bumpers. We get the grills. Start moving into the 60s and 70s, those grills start to shrink up because we don't know or understand the fact that we need airflow into the vehicle. Hell, look at the Dodge Daytona Superbird. Find the grill on that. Look at the 69 Charger built on the same platform, and there's a grill. Right in between those lights, there's a nice grill because you got a cooling engine. Now, you can start moving it into airport. You can start moving into air vents, cowl hoods, all that crap. You need air induction. You need to cool that engine and all of its products. Well, we're moving into the 80s, and that grill... The future of the grill turns plastic. Chrome disappeared. The loss of the 70s and the move into square lights, plastic body cladding of the 80s, the grill starts disappearing. Chrome is still there, but chrome is a luxury item reserved for bigger cars. Now the grills start changing. They start evolving. People start understanding the use and the need for them again, just like those slats they had back in the 40s. Look at a 40 Ford Coupe. Then look at the Mustangs, Mustang 2. Now take a look at the air induction, the brand new Mustang. Didn't get much 
bigger, but it's more direct ejection. The grill has evolved. It's moving. It's becoming plastic. But as it becomes plastic and our cooling systems and all the new computers and everything gets pushed in, we start moving these grills and making them bigger, creating more air ducts. We have the standard grill. We have the lower grill. We have central grill. We have air ducts, braking ports, air induction hoods. Oh, it goes on and on and on. But the grill starts to evolve. You get Dodge at the hairline grill, BMW with the kidney grill, Pontiac with their knockoff kidney grill. We're evolving. We're changing. People are starting to see and understand that we can use the grill. Hell, look at Ford near the end of the 90s and early 2000s when the Fusion started coming up. They created that three-bar. Chevy had the crossbar grill. People started adding things to the front end, adding it to the grill. The grill became the main focal point of the front end. Now, we're like we said, we're moving from the 90s and into the early 2000s where people are understanding the fact the grill is the central focal point of the front end of a vehicle. People want to look at it and say that is it. Audi takes a stance. Right after them, Lexus does too. And after seeing Dodge create their hairline grill and how successful the kidney grills have been for BMW, they start looking at it and saying, hey, we want to move up. We want to be noticeable. All of their vehicle designs start changing. We want to look at something other than being an upscale Volkswagen. We want to create our own. That's when Audi starts creating their massive intakes. Very similar to the Ford Falcon racing cars of Australia in this V8 supercar series. They had that slight A-frame style. No crossbar for the A, but the exterior A-inspired grill. Now, Audi's doing Lexus. They start moving into the spindle grill. BMW keeps expanding on theirs. Dodge keeps the hairline grill only as they move slowly into FCA. This is something that slowly gets lost in translation as the Dodge brand is taken over by FEA and it is nearly all but existence today. And Ram is slowly moving into it. Now, Ram has made some bad choices of grills. Ugh. But everybody's starting to make sense of it. Hell, it's one of the main design aspects that we look for in all vehicles we rate today. The grill has more emphasis on the front end than anything else. All air intake. There's the main central grill. There's the mid-air induct. And there's a lower air induct. There's fog lights, which sometimes the fog lights have air inducts for the braking systems too. We all understand that we got to cool the front end. The radiator is still there. It's still behind the grill. But things are changing. We're moving into electric cars now. And fuel cell. The cooling system has to be with it. Where do you put a cooling system for a battery that runs at the bottom end of your vehicle? If you look at the very first generation of the Tesla Model S, you'll see that they have a giant blackout in the center of their front bumper to signify a grill. Because Tesla knows, and its designers know, that people want to associate a car with a grill. They want to see something there. They want to see something that is cooling their car. Move into the second generation of the Model S. We're moving into 2017. When the Model 3 comes out, look at the front of a Model 3. There's no grill. There's no air intake. By now, people have realized that Tesla, an electric car, does not need cooling intakes. And Tesla is moving this into every product. Model Y has it. The Model X has it. Hell, even their new truck, the Cybertruck, has it. The Semi have it. But the competition sees this, and they understand the fact that people today, even younger generation, are looking at it as, where's the grill? No, man, where's my grill? Is a platinum grill up in there? No, they don't. Tesla doesn't have it. Yes, they still have a, a lower air induct, and they have side intakes. Why? Because you got to cool your brakes. But the lower intake is made to cool the battery. It's to bring more cold air underneath the vehicle to cool the battery. This is a problem that Tesla has understood. They need to cool their battery. And the battery is underneath the vehicle. Well, how do you cool it when it's underneath the vehicle? Because you got to remember, in the front of a Tesla is a front, a front trunk. Very similar to Lamborghinis and Fries with mid and rear engines. The boot or the trunk is in the front. 
front. But because Tesla has a trunk, they also have their front. Why do you need to cool the front? Your front can don't need to. If you take a look below, go to our site, go to this podcast, take a look at the images below, and we put the three main transports, three electric transports. We have the, well, not all electric. We have the Nikola TRE, flat-faced front transport, the Tesla Semi, and the Thor Trucks ET1. Now, Thor has changed their name, but Thor Trucks is what it originally was built as. If you look at all three of those transports, the TRE and the ET1 both have grills. Well, if they're electric, one's hydrogen, the other one's electric, why do they have a front grill? They don't need it. Thor's, if you actually take a really close look at it, it's a chrome-plated piece to go on the front to hide, to pretty much just put a giant logo there. But it gives the appearance of a transport front. Everybody knows transports, and they see transport, and they see this giant chrome grill in their, their mirror. And that's what they associate with transports. Nikola, they're just black strips, just like the Tesla in the front. But then you look at the Tesla Semi, and if you see our rating systems of it for last year, the Semi did horrible. Horrible! Because it has no attitude, it has no character lines, it has no expression in the front end. It's flat-faced and boring. The grill isn't just about air intake. As we've learned through the 2000s and the 2010s, the grill is more than just attitude. Where a lot of car companies have rear exhaust, they create the ports in the back of the vehicle, but the exhaust doesn't come through them. They give the image of power, the image of those exhaust ports being there. They understand it's part of the style. It makes it look better, even if it's not functional. Well, Nikola and Thor understand that. It creates an image. The TRE rates well, but why does it? Because it has an attitude. It has an image. And hell, they even use their grill for lighting up the roadway. Yeah, they have lights built into the grill. An amazing thing. Now, some of the competitors towards Tesla are keeping the grills on. The Nikola Badger, their pickup truck, has a front grill. Rivian has put chrome-plated plates on it. It's not a grill, but it gives you the image that there's a grill, that there's a face to the front end. They understand the fact that a grill is part of a vehicle's front face. You have to look at a car and understand that it's it's not just a hunk of metal you use. It's part of your life. It's part of the family. An automobile is more than just motor transportation. When you own it, it's like anything else. And because it's such a big part and such a big expense, it's an expression of yourself, just like your house. Well, if the vehicle is an expression of yourself and it has no expression on its face, face, what does that express about yourself? That's why aftermarket companies are making Teslas have fake grill, fake exhaust ports. They're making the image of the vehicle look like everything else. Yeah, in about 20 years from now, we're going to look back and we're going to take a look at the Tesla Model 3. We're going to say how that vehicle changed the image of the automobile industry and made the attitude and the appearance of the grill fade into the history books because it is not needed anymore. But until we hit that point where the internal combustion engine is on its deathbed, we don't need to cool the front end of the vehicle off, that grill is going to be required and the facial expression is always going to be more. So in the end, is the grill really on its way out or is it here to stay for a little while longer? Some car companies feel that it, it should be moving on its way out because it doesn't have an image or a part of the vehicle anymore. It doesn't flow with anything else. And if it doesn't have a purpose, it shouldn't be there. But there's a lot of things in the world that don't have purposes and they're still there as well. So you have to look at it the standpoint of, is it part of the image of the vehicle or is it part of the image of society? The grill is an amazing thing. It is something we utilize to cool our vehicles and as we move into an electric or hydrogen future, we will no longer need it to cool the engine of the future. At least for the hydrogen, we will need it. But for the electric, where the batteries sit on the floor on the skateboard system, we won't need it. We'll need lower air ducts, not a centralized air duct. But can we live in a society where our vehicles do not have a face? It's like having a robot in your house that doesn't smile at you. Can you live with that? I sure can't. From all of us at Autolux, we have to say that the future of the grill is 
going to be with us for a bit longer until the ICE engines are dwindling in sales and we're being moved on to either the hydrogen or electric fuel that we want for the future the grill will still grace the front ends of most of the vehicles on the market and with everything that we have seen from its inception back in the early 19th century to its downfall of the early 21st century the grill has become more than just a cooling system for our vehicles has become the face of what we see from all companies out there. Now from all of us Autolooks, stay tuned and keep following all of our feeds from social media to our website, from iTunes to Podbeam, to Facebook to Twitter, to www.autolooks.net. We're going to be here bringing you all of the information about this and about how the grill has evolved and changed the way we look at the front of vehicles. From all of us at Autolook, www.autolooks.net, we want to say to strap yourself in for one fun wild ride from Autolooks in the face 